Hello and welcome to the Make Ideas Reality Podcast. I'm Justin, aka the Garage Avenger. We all remember that one teacher that made school hell for us. An uninspiring, by the book, not giving a shit, supposed teacher. They say that teaching is one of the most important jobs in the world, yet we have all experienced a teacher like this. What about risk? Are you one to overthink a situation? go through all the possible outcomes, then never pull the trigger? Well, today's guest, The Red Smith, a maker from Southern France, talks about teaching and why it's so important and how taking risk will always end with reward. Heaps to unpack in this episode. Let's get on with the show and let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Make Ideas Reality Podcast. Today's guest goes by the name of Red. If he told me his real name, I'd probably be dead. He has a PhD, so you'd think it might be a little daft to get into something like Leathercraft. What we do know is that he is French and a teacher at his core. What's that? He also speaks Japanese. Shut the front door. Welcome to the show, The Red Smith, otherwise known as Yeah, now I have to kill you. <laughs> you know, that's that's not supposed to be public. So, yeah. <laughs> but you said it right. You said it right. But I, yeah, we I, have to, you will have to, to, to bleep it. I mean, are you serious? seriously? Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Justin? I'm well. Thanks for coming on the show, Red. No, it's my been, pleasure. It feels like this was overdue. Um, I maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you're, I have no idea. I mean, but I'm super happy to be with you and and to be talking to you and your audience. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Seriously. You're welcome. Now, uh, I think you and I both met like in person at Maker Central. Uh, I will again just say like face-to-face meetings make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, sure. We we can all be online and, and be so chummy with each other and it's great. But when we meet people face-to-face, something always sticks. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I remember you read, uh, you know, we talked about, oh God, a list of things. Um, yeah. And there was, a, there was just a good connection. And of course, um I, I very much noticed that you're like this very calm, uh, very well thought out type of person. And, you know, then finding out uh, later, you know, your background, it makes sense. So um, people just get out there and start meeting people face to face. That's what I have to say, because this podcast wouldn't happen if me and Red hadn't met and talked face to face. So. Uh, today we're going to be talking about two topics. We're going to be talking about teaching. And now why are we talking about teaching? Well, I kind of alluded to this. Uh, Red is a teacher professionally, uh, besides his YouTube teaching, you know. Um, and it's said by many people much smarter than myself that teaching is one of the most important jobs in the world. Uh, Red has dedicated his professional career to teaching and he's seen it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and we're going to, we're going to delve into his story of teaching 
uh, and also teaching in a foreign country um, and the lifestyle he led there and how eventually he turned a need to get into making, which then uh, will bring us into our next topic, which will be a risk. You know, we've all heard it before. Without risk, there is no reward. So playing it safe, you never get to achieve your dreams or aspirations. And Red is actively taking steps similar to myself uh, to make a transition into making full time. Um, and we're going to delve into Red's thoughts on risk and the sacrifices such as time, money, family, and social life, and how they have affected his ability to make risky decisions. Um, so before we get into those hot you know, topics there, <laughs> Red, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um, for those who may not know who you are? Okay, yeah. Uh, so my name is Red. At least that's the name I go by on the <laughs> <Yeah>. internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name my name is Red Smith. Uh, I'm French. I'm 44. I'm married and I have a kid. He's six years old. Um, I live in the southern part of France. Uh, uh, I've spent 10 years in Japan. Uh, I'm back in France. I, I, I came back in France like four or five years ago. I don't really know anymore because time is very strange here so i can easily count the years i've spent in japan but here it's like a weird time zone i i don't know um and i'm uh, yeah i'm i'm a teacher i've been teaching since i was uh 20 so it's been 24 years um and i'm a maker i make a lot of stuff uh with leather with steel with uh, metal, with wood, plastic, epoxy, not that much epoxy, but it will come uh, at some point. Um, and I really just enjoy it because, uh, yeah, making is very important to me uh, as much as teaching. And that's why I've now decided to uh, be not a full-time maker, but a part-time, part-time maker and part-time teacher. So I'm trying to split my time between teaching and making uh, and also making videos on YouTube and, and sharing my work or in, in, on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but that's also part of teaching. I, I guess we'll go back to that later, but sharing my work is, is somehow uh, a way for me to inspire people and to share my work. So, and, and, and teach the, things that i know that's what made me start uh, making videos for youtube i i was making stuff and new stuff and i wanted to inspire people and share um the knowledge that i had so um that that's the prolongation of my my teaching core as you said um yeah and uh what else what else can i do can i say um i like movies uh and music and and yeah making stuff that's pretty much it i guess what what is the, what are the main things you make these days 
Oh, these days I I tend to make a lot of stuff just for me that I don't uh, show on YouTube or uh, Instagram, uh, like tools, restoration, preparation uh, of tools, of uh, small things around the shop to be more efficient. And right now uh, I'm making gifts for friends or family because it's almost Christmas and there's some birthdays. Uh, so so I'm, making, I'm making stuff for the people that I like and love. Um, so yeah, a lot of leather work these days, um, and I just finished a big project uh, to allow me to make swords. And so that's a gas forge, a big gas forge. I wanted one for like two years, uh, and I finally uh, finished it. I, I started a few weeks ago. It took me way more time that I have planned to spend on it uh, but that's always the case with my project <laughs> I, I have this stupid idea of doing something and oh, it's not gonna take so long and and it ended up taking weeks because yeah I'm, I can't uh, just stop there and and do oh, it's good enough I, I try to make it better and and improve the idea I had it, it's not even close to perfect but I'm happy with the results so yeah so this guest forge will allows me to fulfill my uh, long, long uh, time dream to one day make swords and stuff like that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's like the story of my life with every single project. <laughs> <laughs> it always takes longer than expected. Yeah, ex exactly. And uh, plus, you have to wait for the glue to dry, and then the the paint to dry, and and the varnish to dry, and it adds up to the time you're spending on it and you're too excited to work on something else in the meantime so you're it's yeah um, but that's part of the fun in a project i mean yeah well let's like, face it we're not a business here it's very often like you know we're not mass producing stuff so no yeah sure you know so uh, we don't have we don't have the next thing lined up to go before we you know whilst we're letting that thing dry yeah. No, but I, my 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 uh, way of doing things is always to have uh, two or three projects running in the same time. So when something is running, I can usually uh, get to the second or third project and work a little bit uh, on it and 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 um, yeah, uh, save time basically. But this project, the gas forge, was so um, I don't know. I don't know how to say that. It was. It was very um, uh, motivating. Uh, I, I was uh, deep in it, like really thinking about it all the time, all the time. And I couldn't uh, do anything else aside from this project. So yeah, from the morning to the evening, I was I was working on it because I wanted to. to, to I was excited to to finish it. I wanted to right. to, to to get it done. So. Yeah, it's uh, it was a big project. I usually spend um, a, a few weeks on one big project every year. Mm. I guess this one is the the big project of 2020. So yeah, um, gas forge, laser stuff, uh, small up nonsense. But that yeah, 
I'm busy. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> to be honest, I'm super tired. So I have no idea where this show is going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's st- let's let me worry about steering it. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, Get a bus. <laughs> let's t- let's talk about let's talk about teaching. Now, I you yeah. know I always find it interesting. You know, often you can see the sort of ties between teaching and making, because yeah. you know we are like. I'll 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 tell you something. In one of the drafts intros, I used the word skills whore in it, mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> I decided I was going to take that out because it was <laughs> it was a bit that's, too that's much. A, but <laughs> but I that's feel an like, interesting word. No, but yeah, but I, I think I, I, I we as makers idea. are skills whores. Like we yeah, <laughs> we just love, absolutely like oh, what's next? What's next? So like. Right. Maybe maybe we can use the the word uh, uh, skills collector or something like that. Yeah, I like, it's, it's I like not as... I like horse. It's <laughs> <laughs> I like horse. Yeah, <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally get the idea because the, I, I I share it with you. Uh, the more skills we have, I guess I can I can say we in that case. Uh, the the most most skills skills we have, the happier we are because we are able to do something new and we can reuse that skill. Uh, later in the future for another project and, and just be proud of the knowledge we have, the, the, the things that we know uh, and we learned uh, with a project or something. That's, so yeah, that's absolutely uh, something um, I can relate to and, and that's part of teaching. I mean, it's, that's the learning side of teaching, but that's exactly it, I mm. think. Where did this all start for you? Like teaching, was there someone who taught you as a young, young guy, yeah. young, young boy, like to yeah. get your hands involved, or was it like always like a um, what do you like? What do you call it? A um, ah, oh, what's the word? <laughs> Damn you, English, come back to me. Um, university sort of <laughs> education. Oh uh, no, nothing to do with university. It. it, it all began a long time ago with my grandfather and my father, I guess. I guess. <clears throat> uh, my, my, I, when I was a kid, I was uh, same as, as my son, six years old. Uh, and my father and my mother were building this house, the house they are living in right now. Uh, they, they bought the house with basically four walls and a roof, basically. And they did everything in it. So as a kid, I've always seen my, both my parents, more my dad than my mother, obviously, uh, because she was more into taking care of the kids, me and my uh, older sisters. So sister, I have only one, so no S, damn English. Wording is hard. Uh, so uh, yeah my my, my dad was both of my parents are are teacher so that's that's something um, to take into consideration when we are talking about teaching and and how I got into that as well Um, but yeah I've I've always uh, seen my parents uh, when I was a kid working around the house uh, making stuff building stuff improving the house and they basically 
build it themselves. Uh, I mean, around uh, aside from the roof and 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 the four walls, uh, they did everything by themselves: electricity, plumbing, uh, insulation, uh, decoration. They did the, the, everything. So I was I was into that world of makers very early on. I mean, I've. I've been surrounded uh, by people making stuff my whole life, uh, starting with my my parents and and my grandfather. So it's yeah, it, it, it's I guess it's it's in the blood uh, if I can say so. Uh, so it started there. I as a kid I was making stuff with my parents. I was trying to help uh, when I was able to, um, but um, I was also making stuff in the garage with of cut uh, pieces of woods, uh, of metal. And, and I was tinkering in, 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 in the garage when my dad was not looking because I was not really supposed to, <laughs> I guess, uh, for security reason. I was a bit young, um, but it was fun. It was very fun. And after that, I was tinkering in my room. I was doing stuff in my room, a lot of drawings, a little bit of experimentation with uh, sculpture. And I'm really bad at it, so I'm not doing any right now because I know that I'm bad at it. I would like to improve that skill, by the way, but yeah. Um, and then I had to stop making stuff because I had no time to do so uh, because of uh, my studies. I was creating, graduating high school. So uh, I went to the university and it was serious business. I, I mean, I took it very seriously. I wanted to be a teacher. I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. So, I was starting a, um, a long process of getting the highest degree I could get, basically, in order to become a teacher. Uh, so yeah, I went, to, I went to the university for many years, uh, got my degree, got my PhD, found a job as a teacher in France, starting teaching, so prepping the, the class, pre- prepping the lessons, prepping prepping all the materials for a student, then uh, the exam, the tests, uh, the, the, the grades, everything uh, was taking a lot of time. So no time for making, basically. Mm. And uh, then I went to Japan and same thing, long working hours, no real, real uh, uh, free time uh, aside from the weekend. Uh, and, and one day my wife told me, okay, uh, go make something and and maybe i will explain a little bit uh, about that later but uh, she she got me into it and and she she put me back to it so to say mm. and and i never stopped ever since so it was like in 2007 or 8 uh, so it's been yeah 12 or 13 years that i've always made something at least uh, once a day i mean working on a project every single day uh, since uh, 2007 or 8 thanks to my wife because it was a need it was a real need to to use my 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 hands after so many years of not doing so and of doing of using my head just my head for work um, as a teacher. It was something I really, really needed to relax, uh, take my mind out of my job or, or stuff like that. So I, it was a good way for me not only to relax, but also to reflect um, on some stuff, to um, 
breeze from from work, uh, from a, a very um, busy life uh, in Tokyo also. So yeah, it was very cathartic. I'm, I'm don't even I'm not even sure that's a word in English, but uh, <laughs> therapeutic, therapeutic. I don't know how to say that. Therapeutic, yeah. Yeah, that's the word I was mm. looking for. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that that's that was the 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 starting point, and 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 now it's just going on, and and my wife is still supporting me, and and buying my tools before I even need them. So she's. <laughs> she's absolutely fantastic uh, she, uh yeah um, she just like shopping is that why she's just buying it <laughs> no absolutely not she's the opposite of that i she she doesn't like shopping but she she likes to um make me beautiful gifts that are useful mm. or even not useful the the last gift she made me uh, is the uh, the last uh, assassin's creed valhalla uh, game uh, i i don't even need to shop for my own video game now she <laughs> buy them for me be before i before i i just uh, uh think about buying them so she's the best wife i could even dream for so yeah she's she's perfect perfect for me now i remember in so our, yeah that's 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 the beginning of the story i remember in our pre-podcast uh you talked about being sort of raised in a hardware store do you think yeah. that's that's really influenced the way you think about things fitting together and, and components and, and uh, you, yeah absolutely yeah. I, I'm sure of that uh, when I, when I was younger uh, my parents were building this house so like almost every single day after school, we had to take a trip to the hour store <laughs> yeah. and if it was not after school it was in the weekend so we can uh, buy uh, materials and, and screws and glues and paint and wood and steel and everything needed to to build this house so yeah and and i remember the smell that's very weird because uh, in my area at least all the hardware store smells smell the same there's the smell the same smell in every hardware store uh, in the region and now when I get back to uh, for my own projects when I go back to this same hour so the smell is the same so it's a it's a weird feeling to be now 44 and go back to the, the this hardware store I was going when I was like six, six or eight and and having the same same feeling I'm, I feel at home in a hardware store you, you know yeah. what I mean because yeah. the smell is the same that I I, I remember uh, it to be. Uh, the other day I was at the hardware store. I was searching for I don't know I don't remember what it was some kind of paint I, I think, and a lady behind me was uh, telling her husband that no it's not here I can't find it so so obviously she was searching for for something, um, and she asked. Uh, 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 an employee of the hardware store. Where is the thing I'm searching for? And the guy was not able to answer uh, to this customer, to this girl. Uh, so I, I turned around and I said, it's two aisles behind you because I know the hardware store so well <laughs> yeah. because I, I used to go 
like every day when I was a kid, I'm, 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 I go like very frequently now. Um, so I was surprised to, to like uh, uh, realize suddenly that I knew the store better than the employee of the store. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird. And I said to myself, I, I need to stop coming here because that's not, that, that's not good. <laughs> I have to spend more time at home and not in our hardware store. But yeah, I, I spend so many days hours uh, over there it's uh, i i know now knowledge um i have now knowledge that i couldn't have if my parents didn't drag me to the world when i was a kid and 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 for a very practical reason now i'm able to fix things because i know how it works i know the hardware available in stores i know some of the projects, some of the products um, my parents used for uh, the house and stuff like that. So I can use them in my own project if need be. Um, so yeah, I was raised in the hardware store for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's what I was kind of thinking about is like you knowing what's out there in the store maybe helps you with solutions to problems that you're you know, encountering when you're making things. Right. Like, oh, Absolutely. I don't know how to come with this. Like, I need something that's going to fit there. And you're like, oh, I remember they sold this at the hardware store, right? Yeah. So it's like that can all, all of a sudden just work. Yeah. The, the, problem I, the only problem I have with the French hardware stores are that I watch a lot of makers' videos uh, on YouTube, uh, a lot of uh, friends. Of mine and when they use something uh, in their project i think to myself that's a really cool hardware hardware that's that's nice like barrel hinges or stuff you can hide inside uh, pieces of wood mm. and and oh i i think i w- i'd like to try that for one of my projects but when i go to my local hardware store there's nothing like that the the the, the, the difference in the hardware that you can find in the US or in the UK and the hardware you can find around here is huge. I mean, there is such a lack of imagination and, and, and there's basically nothing in the hardware store here. There's a lot of stuff, but not the things, uh, the things that I've seen in videos or that I want to use. So knowing what's in there is a good way for me to find a solution a replacement to the hardware i would like to use for my project and i can't find here if i don't order them online and pay a lot of money for just shipping so we we have the same problem in norway it's exactly yeah yeah like like you go to the store and you're like is this all you got (laughs) like come on like really and so you end up going online and you pay you pay a ridiculous amount for shipping and then you pay taxes to come in for a little hinge or something you needed because they didn't have it at the local store it's it's just an example wood glue I mean, every single maker you 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 watch making uh, woodworking on YouTube uh, is basically using two types of glue it's either gorilla or tie bond mm. and tie bond you have three different glues the blue the red and the green one 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 two three when you go to a french hardware store there is no such things as gorilla or tie bond there is a white 
wood glue and that's it <laughs> yeah that's it it's it's for any kind of wood any in outdoor indoor it will work for everything so you don't basically don't have choice but it kind of works but it's not as sexy as a good bottle of tight bond three for example so, well, at least yeah. it does it doesn't look the same on camera does it <laughs> exactly i mean you 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 can just take a look at the the global and you you know where the maker is from you, you can know looking you, at you know what you need to do is just like import an empty bottle or make your own tie bomb bottle that put the <laughs> shit glue in yeah <laughs> i will do that <laughs> oh man let's uh let's talk about your teaching stuff we talked i said we we're going to talk about teaching now you've got a phd in french yeah. no. and you've in, I not have in a french. PN- no not in french i have a phd in japanese actually in Japanese, that's what the tie is to, yeah. to to Japan, right? Yeah, in Japanese studies, as it is called. But I have also a bachelor degree in uh, teaching French, so yeah. I have done both. Uh, my goal at the beginning was to teach Japanese, uh, was to teach French in Japan. But the first job I got uh, when I graduated uh, university um, was uh, teaching Japanese in uh, French university. So that's mm. the starting of my professional career uh, career as a as a teacher. Then I got uh, for the job in Japan and went there and started uh, teaching French over there. Um, so yeah. What was the fascination That's with Japan? What, why Japan? What was the what? What was the fascination why? with Japan? Oh, the fascination. Oh, uh, I, um, when I was a kid, do you know the the TV show Shogun? Well, I'm not a big anime fan, so that's no. that's not an anime. It's a, it's an old TV show. It's a okay. really old TV show with the the main actor uh, was uh, Richard Chamberlain, if I uh, remember correctly. Basically, it's the story of uh, um, a Dutch sailor in the, uh, I don't remember the century, but it should be around, the, it was the end of the 19th century. Uh, and the guy, uh, there's a shipwreck. He, he finds himself in Japan. He shouldn't be here. He knows nothing about Japanese culture. He knows nothing about Japan. He knows not not a culture word nothing and he he starts living there because he has no choice at the beginning but he he gets friends with powerful people uh, by showing that he's uh, a good man worthy man uh, a good he has a good spirit for the japan of that time that period um and and that's the story of that guy and and there was this TV show on TV when I was like eight or ten. Every Sunday night, one new episode, and it was like something else, new world, something I have never seen on TV. Like samurai sword fighting, the uh, total different landscape. Uh, the language was beautiful to mm-hmm. my ears. So that was like, what's what's that? What's the country? I want to know more about it. And, and for a time, when I was a kid, I was trying to learn just a little bit more about Japan. I've, 
and and then life you know other stuff other topics come up in 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 school and you kind of forget about it and just after i graduated high school um i have i had no idea what i i was going to do my specialty in high school was uh, physics and mathematics uh math with ness um so scientific side of things but i was i was um hating um chemistry it was just the worst thing for me chemistry was just like the plague so <laughs> i wanted to avoid any um scientific studies uh, at that time so i decided to learn english a little bit i'm still a suck at it but that's okay i can communicate so that's good enough for me uh, and then i was spent one year in the army because i was sure that I wanted to start uh, studying Japanese, but I didn't want to, it was mandatory at the time. So I had, at some point I would have to stop my studies, my uh, research and my curriculum, everything to spend one year in the army. So I, I did that for one year and then I started my Japanese uh, studies and, and it was like a straight road from that. Um, I get back to everything that I still had in mind and what I loved about the culture, the language, the, the art, the, the, the spirits of the people, history, uh, the aesthetic, the everything, everything. I, I, there is not one thing, one single thing that I hate about Japan. There's things that I dislike or don't like or don't agree with. But if you know the country, if you know this, the, the, the people, if you know the history, it's, it's all uh, obvious. It's just logical. So it's, it's also uh, part of the charm of, of Japan. I mean, not the, uh, I'm not talk- absolutely not talking about the, 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 the bonds they had with Nazis during the war and before the war and everything, the, all the shitty stuff and the monstrosity they did in, in China and over Asia in the 30s. But uh, old Japan, modern Japan, the culture, the people, everything is, is, is likable. So, um, yeah, I was back at it and, and, and it's still with me. I spent 10 years over there. Uh, I often say to my students, uh, Japan is a country you will love or you will hate. And you will know which one is it uh, after two weeks yeah. being, being there. So, um, and, and uh, in my case, it was like a story. So, hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so Japan, yeah, uh, PhD teaching, uh, went there, spent 10 years working a lot. Uh, and, um, and I was, I was actually working a lot. (laughs) (laughs) My days were, were, uh, hectic. Uh, if, if that's a word as well. Uh, yeah. Early morning, taking a bus to get a train, uh, one and a half hour of commuting to get another train, then get back to work after a 20 minute walk. So leaving the house around seven o'clock, getting there around nine 30, starting work at 10, 
finishing work at 11 at night, back at home at 11 at night, uh, doing stuff around the house, like dishes and shopping and stuff. Because you can shop any hour of the night or day in Japan, which is great, uh, very practical. Uh, a few hours of sleep and, and here we go again. Next day, same, same thing. Uh, but it, it, the, the, the good part, the fun part, the rewarding part was the teaching. From 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. I was teaching. Uh, and I was teaching any kind of student, like my youngest student was seven. My oldest student was 93. And I'm still amazed that that 93, this young lady, because she had a very young spirit, was still uh, going to school every single day to learn French. That was just so amazing to me. Um, so yeah, uh, long days of work of, of teaching and, and that was great. Uh, I, I loved my job as a teacher over there, but yeah, the, the living in Tokyo is, uh, tiring. Uh, commuting is, is, is the worst part of any, any, uh, side of living in Japan. I mean, that's the hell. You know, <clears throat> you often uh, hear about Japanese people being, being very respectful and polite and, and you know, yeah, the, that, that's true. But when it comes to commuting for work, you're on your own, man. There is no rules anymore. <laughs> yeah. In the train, is just fight for your life <laughs> and for a seat but for your life as well yeah. uh, and when you take a subway uh, around 8 a.m the wave of people will crush you against the window and if you don't push back with all your body and your strength and your mind you will suffocate and so you have to you have to push back uh, yeah so that was the fun part. Commuting in the morning was always so so much fun. So yeah, uh, I did that for ten years, and and it was great. Um, I also <clears throat> um, taught for a few years uh, when I was in France before Japan, uh, and I was teaching Japanese, Japanese history, Japanese culture, uh, phonetic, uh, the writings, translation, every every aspect of the language. And it was great because my students were uh, great as well. Very different kind of student, very, very French. <laughs> um, homeworks and hard work. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was super fun. And, and I really enjoyed my, my years as a teacher uh, here and there. It was, it was great. I, I loved it. Let's let's get into the hot topic. Teaching is not for everyone. Teaching can be, oh. you know, done very well, uh, and teaching can also be done very poorly. And I think we've all experienced yeah. one of those teachers where they weren't probably suited for the job. Because I mean, teaching is yeah. not just about like delivering a syllabus, right? It's it's about connecting with your students, you know, looking at each of their individual needs to see how you can 
translate what the syllabus is to something that they can relate to and get stuck in their head. And so many people work on so many different ways of learning. So a lot of us probably learn a lot more by doing than like reading uh, or watching. So, you know, we watch and maybe like mimic it uh, as makers. What do you think, you know, from your experience, considering you've probably worked with some of these people as well, you know, what, what makes a good teacher? Uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, teaching is not for everyone first, and there is a lot of uh, great teacher. And by great, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are uh, full of all the knowledge in the world. They, they are dedicated to their, their students. They are willing to improve uh, the class, the way of teaching and everything you, you yeah, everything, every, 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 yeah, all of that. Mm. Uh, but there are also a lot of people that are not suited for a job, uh, and they, they they shouldn't be teaching, in my humble opinion. Um, and and it's it's not very hard uh, for the students to know which one is which. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we. We we had, we all had great teacher. I had I had a few great teacher in high school and in, in college, and I had a lot of bad teacher. And and oftentimes bad teacher are just tired teachers. Mm. They are they are tired because it's a lot of work. They are tired because there is no recognition of their work. They are tired because they are not paid well enough. Um, uh, but they still come to work every single day and they do their best to teach to the children. And that's the real good teacher for me. As you said in your, in your intro, uh, for me, teaching is, is probably one of, one of the most important job in the world. I mean, in my, in my uh, hierarchy, first come the doctors, like you're saving people lives and, and there's nothing that can be compared to that. So doctors, and after the firefighters and, and cops and stuff like that, you are also saving people. So you're doing it in a different way, but you are helping people, saving people. I'm not going into the bad cop, good cop controversy because there's a lot of conversation about that. But basically a cop or a firefighter is here to help and or at least should be here to help. And after that, teacher. Teaching is... Um, Teaching has always been the reason why we are not in living in caves anymore. Mm. I mean, knowledge has been uh, given to the next generation, then to the next and the next and the next uh, for thousands of years. So at some point you have to teach what you know to someone else in order for that knowledge to be kept and and used again and and passed on to the next generation so um we do that every single day with the people we know as fathers we do that with our kids when we show them uh, how something works or how to just tie your shoes or or i, I don't know how the microwave works we are teaching um Teaching in a class is something very different because, um, I mean, it's a job. It's a job 
so it can have all the bad uh, aspect of a job, like the hours, early morning or late evening, you know, not always every day, every single day, 100% uh, invested in your work because you are tired, you have bad news, uh, stuff like that. You're underpaid or stuff, like, also stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, people, people uh, teaching is is uh, good teacher um, are, are my heroes. I had a few great teacher when teachers when i was a kid um and and that's also that's that's one of the reason uh i wanted to become a teacher and one uh, of the other reasons is because i had very bad teacher and i wanted to kick them out of the school i wanted to take their place and 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 be better at their job than they were because they shouldn't have been teaching in the first place. Anyway, um, teaching is 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 very important. There is a lot of way to do that. Um, you know, when a teacher is, uh, oftentimes you have you have in the university uh, um, uh, class where the teacher speaks and the student listen, and that's it. You just have to listen. You take notes and. What the teacher is saying will probably come up in a test later. So you just have to ingest the knowledge and you will spit it out for a test for a good grade for a degree uh, later on. And and that's probably not the best way to teach, in my humble opinion. I mean, <clears throat> knowing knowing dates and names and stuff is, is, yeah, okay, it's okay. It's important, but that's not very practical and, and that's not the kind of knowledge you can use every single day for your personal life or for your job, unless your job is just answering questions in a TV show, like <laughs> or something like that. I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the, 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 the part of the, the, the kind of, of teaching I'm more interested in is the, the training uh, and the communication. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the correct way to call them, but training for me is the practical knowledge that you will uh, uh, give to a student when you tell him to do something or show him or, or, or her to do something and then let them do, let them make the, the stuff and correct their mistake as they go. And, yeah. and that's uh, like a hand, hands-on kind of really practical uh, uh, kind of teaching. Uh, and, and that's a great way to teach when it comes to craftsmanship, to uh, working with your hands, uh, that kind of stuff. Personally, I was more uh, into communication in my classes. Um, I want my, my classes to be a communication to be um, not a communication, a conversation with my students. I'm, yeah. I'm giving them information and give them knowledge. Uh, but uh, why would, would I not listen to their question, their point of view? Um, I'm more interested in uh, having them think about what we are studying together than just listening and spinning out the knowledge for a test. I mean, I had I had to teach some dif difficult subjects um, in college uh, because um, yeah, as I said earlier, Japanese 
people in the 30s uh, made some bad stuff um, and they had to I had to explain that to the students uh, and and uh, when they are f- freshman first year or second year uh, student they have this idea that Japan is like the paradise on earth everything is great everyone is kind and there is no bad, uh, bad side of the culture or the history and you have to teach them no they they at some point in history they were pretty fucked up and they killed a lot of people and they did experimentation on on Chap- um, chinese prisoners prisoners mm-hmm. um and and you have to explain all that so I was I was very interested of, uh, of in knowing what the students were thinking and wondering when we studied that together. So I was always pushing them to think by themselves, to ask questions, even if I didn't have the answer. I mean, asking a question is the first way to um, know better. If you are if you're asking yourself a question. It means that you are curious. If you are curious, it means that you want to know more. If you want to know more, you will research. You will learn by yourself, and you will know more. Right. So, yeah, that that's that's a way of teaching uh, that I um, used for uh, the years I was teaching in, in college or, or private school. Uh, it worked pretty well. Uh, I think my students liked my my classes, so it's not to brag but it's it just proved to me that it works and and that's that's the that's a good way to to do it um i don't remember who said that i i think i know but yeah uh, uh an american guy said that um uh, the teacher should be should be the most well-paid workers in the world because they are trying i don't know giving the knowledge that will be used uh, uh for a lifetime by the, by the students. Um, I kind of agree with him. I know it's not going to happen anytime soon, but there is still a few countries where um, teachers are respected, well-paid, um, and that's great. That's great to see. For me, a, a, a country is failing the next generation when it's not giving education all the way and means to make it successful. Mm. So... I- I find it interesting because, like, I think, you know, we often talk about education being academic, but what you were talking about just now, you know, you're talking about, like, practical, you know, communication. I mean, these are all all ways of delivering which makes the students think for themselves, which is actually just problem solving, right? Yeah. I think we talk about problem solving all the time in the maker community, yeah. with regards to what we do is like we just solve these little problems all the time to make things yeah. happen right yeah. uh and i think you know i think a lot of us have got this idea that school or you know and being a teacher is about just filling kids heads with you know facts and yeah. we we know from the american model yeah. uh that that doesn't work at all in fact that's yeah. why their education system seems to be completely failing them um, yeah, the, I, yeah, I think I think you are absolutely right. There's a few political apps, uh, aspects on that matters that should mm. be 
taken into consideration. I mean, Japan and uh, United States are very self-centered country when it comes to education. So they are learning a lot about about uh, their own history and not a lot about the rest of the world. So you can ask um, that. That's that's why you can see videos of American uh, students. Uh, on the campus, uh, not being able to put France on a map, or um, Japanese student not knowing about uh, who's the president of the United States at the moment, or stuff like that, because they are, they, they are, the knowledge is not presented to them. It's not even given. It's not even presented. So they can't. They don't talk about that on TV. It's not for for them. It's not important, and that's the political matter. Uh, which is absolutely not in question in our conversation, but something to take into consideration. You're right. The, um, what we, what, what, uh, what, uh, what are you saying? Just I, I got confused with the American Japanese story stuff and political because I, yeah, sorry. Problem solving. Problem solving. Problem solving. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I mean, I'll talk about America just briefly. I mean, I don't live in America. You know, I live in Norway. I was educated in Australia. You know, we have different worlds. But, you know, when you when you put those people up on television and say, like, can you point out France for me? And they have no idea. It doesn't mean those people are stupid. They just weren't no, ever given not. the tools to understand. Yeah. And they may know things that we don't even comprehend. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because the, they were the, taught something the else that was more important for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It it doesn't mean they are stupid. It doesn't mean they are not educated. But the the comparatively, what we know, what they know, is just probably the same amount of things, but just different. Mm. Uh, and that's the choice of the educational system in both countries or the the government in both countries. So we don't. We probably have a a, a big chunk of knowledge is the same, uh, but some things are different and that's the way it has always been in in the world so that's that's not a problem for me the problem is not to give that that uh, these students uh, tools to live their lives properly so uh, critical thinking just um, uh, train them to ask questions to think by themselves or to have just practical knowledge i mean um when I was a kid, my grandfather taught me how to carve a stick, how to start a fire, how to hold a knife properly in mm -hmm. order to not uh, hurt myself when I was carving a stick, for example. Yeah. That was very, very practical knowledge. My grandmother taught me how to sew uh, with uh, just a needle and thread by hand. Uh, so it's probably not said sue me, but because so. that would be so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, um, that kind of practical knowledge is very important in order for us to just be comfortable with our lives. Mm. I mean, uh, it, it's it's saving us time because we are constantly problem solving. You're absolutely right when we are doing our project and we have trained, uh, trained ourselves to do it. We have a problem, we can analyze, we can try a few solutions in our heads and 
selects the one that appears to us to be the best one and try it. And if it doesn't work, okay, that's not big big deal. Failure failure is part of the process. So we go back, think again, and try it again. But some people are not trained this way. And, And that's, for me, the big problem of the education system in France at we are not giving um, we, we are not giving the way and means to teach properly we are not therefore teaching properly to the kids and they don't have this practical knowledge because all the classes where you teach something very practical to the kids so it can be wood turning can be uh, 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 how how to become a machinist, how to fix a car. Uh, That kind of knowledge is taught to children that are supposed to fail in school. If you are failing in school, we will um, push you to a shorter uh, way to get a degree and this shorter other way are become a mechanic, become a wood turner, become a painter, uh, uh, a plumber, stuff like that. And right now in the country, these people, plumber, painter, mechanic, stuff like that, are the ones that, uh, that are making a very good amount of money, a yeah. lot of money, because yeah. people don't know how to do it anymore. So when you have a problem in your house, when you're uh, you, you have uh, flooding in your house because you're a plumber, uh, uh, because you know nothing about uh, uh, plumbing and you have to fix it yourself and you, you can't do it. You have to call a guy. The guy, the guy won't come. So you are the, the flooding uh, worse and you will call the guy again and he will come, but it will be twice the price. So you would have to pay. If we had this very practical knowledge in the first place, um, it would be much easier for everyone. I'm not saying that everyone should be learning plum, uh, how to uh, do the, the, the plumbing of the house, but a little bit more of practical knowledge, a little bit more of problem solving, a little bit more of communication and the, the theoretical classes um, can't hurt. Yeah, I find I, I find it really interesting because you know I worked for six months as an, an assistant teacher at a high school, and you know I was working with uh, you know the what they call it snacking um, construction uh, kids, you know, and the majority of those kids did they they couldn't give a shit about construction; they had no interest at all but they were filtered into that because they were no good at anything else. Now, one thing that I found super interesting was the fact that most of these kids didn't value themselves at all. Mm-hmm. They, they had been told in a system and also possibly from their parents that they were stupid yeah. and dumb and they didn't, you know, they didn't have a place and you weren't good enough to like be in a university or that sort of thing, which is not the case. It's just they believed it, so they were. And I found... Yeah, exactly. They believe it because they have been told that so many many times. Right. And I, as as someone that loves to, to be able to connect with people, you know, I saw a couple of these guys and, you know, they were not interested. So I'm like... The the teacher, he said, I can't get through these. I said, let me take them for for a couple of lessons alone and see what I can do. So the first lesson 
I just like we took a spare classroom. I sat him down. I said, "What do you, you don't want to be in construction? What do you want to do?" I'm like I want to be a、mm. rapper, you know. They said, <laughs> "I want to be a rapper." I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool, sweet," you know. Like、mm. you know, we're, you, you're writing beats, like you know, like you 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 rapping every day. Like what are you doing? What are you practically doing to become a rapper? Oh no, nothing. Right. So I made him think、yeah. about it. It's like. They had this dream. You like, you need to do practical. You need to like take the risk, right? You need to start taking、yeah. those steps forward, and you know that makes me think about what you and I have done in what we're trying to do with you know being、mm. creative and being making you know in our workshops. It's like you know I'm trying to、mm. take steps you know forward. To try and get to the place where I want to go. Now I don't have a like,、yeah. you know, pointy goal where like this is exactly where I want to be. My goal is very、mm. open. It's like I just want to be creative in whatever form、mm. that takes.、Um, but you know, like we are taking steps, and that's something I saw the students were never ever taught. They were because they never had the confidence、mm. instilled in them that they could do something. You know. They weren't able to problem solve.、Yeah. They weren't able to do these things. What about you? You know, what made you want to sort of drop the focus a little bit on teaching and pick up making? Um. Well, that that was a need at first. I I really needed to. Make stuff for my own sanity. I I like to say because that that's not that teaching was very、uh, tiring or or that I got fed up with with it. But just using my hands was something that I need to do that I wanted to do because yeah I've I've always done that since I was a kid. So I, I wanted to. Get back at it, and、yeah. and jumping making was not the jump like for for to say I I was、uh, I had to face a very simple decision a few years ago.、Uh, do you stay in Japan, keep working as you as you are working longer hours, but with a lifestyle that you like, with a job that you love, with very good amount of money at the end of the month. And take the risk that your kid、uh, gets sick,、uh, very badly sick, because of the radiation that are in the country and in the food, because of the nuclear、uh, power point、uh, in Fukushima blowing up、uh, a few years ago.、Hmm. Or、uh, do you take the risk of going back to your own country, not having a job? Uh, but having a lot more time to spend with your life and your wife and your kid,、uh, and save your kid in the same process. So there was no question about that. Yes,、yeah, that's、uh, a no-brainer, isn't it? <laughs> answer to that.、Uh, Yeah, no brainer.、Uh, I'll save my kid any time, and I will do it again, like every single time.、Mm. So we we came back to France、uh, a few years ago.、Uh, no plan, absolutely no plan. So if you're 
uh, one day uh, plan to uh, quit your job, just have a B plan, uh, plan B. Uh, it's, it's better <laughs> to have one uh, than not have one. Um, but we had almost nothing. I was not very worried because I was like, yeah, with my uh, curriculum, I should be able to find a job uh, pretty easily because PhD, a lot of training, a lot of experience in the job. So it should be easy. Yeah. Uh, turns out that I had forgotten in 10 years that uh, France is not Japan and um, <laughs> yeah. teaching is not valued at the same level. Uh, finding a job is here, not as easy as it is in Japan, especially in Tokyo. Um, so yeah, for the first year, I took it very easy, uh, to be honest. I was uh, searching, but not very putting, not putting myself under pressure too much. I was trying to take a break, enjoy life, uh, enjoy the time with my life, my kids, etc. So I had a lot of free time, and that was the perfect opportunity for me to make more. I was making in Japan as well uh, mm. during the weekend, but like. Here, when I was, uh, I got back. It was like weekend every single day, so I had time to make every single day. So that was perfect. That was great. So I get back into it a little bit more and more and more. And the more I was making, the more pleasure I had to make, and I wanted to share it. So I started making YouTube videos, and people started to um give me compliment about my work and i got asked if i was selling my stuff so i decided well, yeah why not why not while i'm not working as teacher because there is no uh job available at the moment why not take the risk and and jump off the cliff and and just try to be a full-time maker or half-time maker mm. and do do that as well. So that's what I did. I took the risk, uh, created my business last year, uh, but I was not aware that I would have to face a world pandemic <laughs> this year. So perfect timing for creating your own business. That really sucked. But yeah, um, I took the risk. It was totally worth it. It came with sacrifice, obviously. Um, but but I, I, I regret anything. I don't regret anything because I'm happy now. I mean, I was happy when I was teaching. I'm still happy now because I, I still teach. Uh, still teach uh, on the internet. Like, not nothing to do with, with uh, YouTube or my making stuff uh, occupation. I'm, I'm properly teaching with students and stuff. <clears throat> so I can still teach, make a little bit of money doing so. And the rest of the time I can make stuff, make videos, uh, keep, I can keep teaching what I know about laser work, metal work, woodworking or stuff like that. So that, that's, that's great. I mean, as I said, it comes with sacrifice, sacrifice about, yeah, time, money, mainly money, <laughs> time, uh, family and, and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, um, well, let's talk about money because I mean, you said you like didn't have a job when you came back to France. So obviously you had some sort of yeah. savings that you had there that could allow you guys to survive in France. France is not free. So, you know, no, it's um, not, it's, it's not. <laughs> 
So I wish, I wish it was, but it's not. I feel that like also that's a part of it. It's like you can take calculated risk. So, you know, you work your ass off for a couple of years, save some money, make some smart decisions, mm. you know, about mm. not blowing your money on a new car or or something like this because you know, you know the end goal is for you to do this something else that's really going to mean a lot to you in the future and possibly show your son you know, and your and you know others that what you can achieve by setting yourself you know these goals and and taking the risk so i i think it's valuable information to sort of understand that you know there is a thing as such thing as calculated risk but either way like it can blow up in your face and what is the worst thing that can happen absolutely like what what's the worst thing that could yeah. happen for you right now if this the worst thing that could happen for me right now if this uh full time half time maker thing wouldn't work is to get back to teaching full work full time I, I mean uh, or get another job uh, there is I mean it's 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 not easy to find a job especially right now especially with the pandemic and and everything that's going on in the world but if it doesn't work if my business doesn't grow and I'm if I'm never able to make a living out of it I will just get back to a regular regular job that's that's uh, the worst that could happen is that I get I get back to a job that I don't like but and I then mean, build another that's only right? a few hours a week yeah yeah it's it's it would it would pay for the rent for for the food on the table and and the rest of the time i would be i would still be with my wife my kid and making stuff so it's it's yeah it's it's not no big deal i mean i it it's always worth taking worth taking the risk i think because if i when you're afraid and you're not taking the risk you are missing opportunities so to say um i'm going to go back to japan for just a little bit but mm. in 2006 when i was offered that job in tokyo um i only had spent uh 11 months in japan when i was a student i was in a one year exchange program so i spent 11 months uh, in japan and Basically, when you are a student over there and or when you are a tourist over there or when you are working over there, it's completely different lifestyle. So Japan could have been very good uh, as a student, but a total uh, nightmare as a worker. Right. I had no idea what I was get- getting into, but I took the risk. I took the chance to go there to try it. It was a year contract, so... What was the worst thing that could happen? After two years, I would get back to France. And yeah, it was a good experience. And if I didn't like it, I, I could still back to France. And we ended up staying 10 years over there. So it was, it was a risk worth taking. And I think it's always the case. If you, have to, if you want to do something, if you have the need to do something, it's, it's worth taking the risk. If you won't die, unless, unless the risk is jumping off a cliff, just go for it. You, 
it's better to have a, a, a plan B to cover your back. But if, even if you don't have, you can still go back to your previous job, to your pre previous situation. People you will help you. You have friends, you have family. Uh, unless you are doing the same dumb mistake, mistake over and over and over again. At, in which case, your friend, family will probably get fed up uh, yeah. pretty soon and, and, and <laughs> leave you alone. But no, no one is alone. So you, you have people, you, you, anyone has at least one person they can count on and, and they will be helped. So if something bad happens, you have friends, family, you can go back. At, at, just analyze the risk that you are taking. What what's the worst you, that can happen? You 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 ask earlier. Just find another job. Hmm. And I I too find like when when you take risks, it attracts people. Like, yeah. Like I wouldn't. I took a risk simply to start this podcast, right? Yeah. And look at all the amazing people I've had on this show. Absolutely. Seriously, like it's amazing. I don't, I don't remember the proper uh, quote or station, but if you are taking risk, it will be re rewarded at some point. Mm. Just even if you are not successful, uh, something will uh, go out of it. Something You will gain something from taking the risk. Even if it's just being pride, proud of yourself from having tried I mean, a lot of makers always talk about failure. That's part of the process. That's uh, how do you learn. Of course it is. And, and, and taking the risk, trying it, if it fails, okay, it failed. But at least you uh, didn't do nothing about it. You tried. Mm. And, and that's something just to be proud uh, of. I mean, you've tried. You have been successful or not. It's not always, it doesn't always depend on you uh, alone. I mean, situation, the world, the, the, the weather, or I don't know. Uh, it, there's a lot of, of, of things to take into consideration, but just trying is the first step uh, to, to succeed. And, uh, and one, one success step is, time, is very right? relative. Yeah. Yeah, one step at a time. And, and success doesn't mean making big bucks or being a CEO, or I don't know what, uh, just if you are happy, if you can make a living of the things you love, being your family and, and spend good time, meet great people, have great conversation, exchange ideas, exchange tip, losing your breath by talking in English in a podcast at night. That's <laughs> right. just great. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's life. That's worth living. That's what's worth trying. Let's talk about sacrifices because you mentioned that before. Now, you know, I feel like there's often sacrifice with time. Uh, money's a huge one. Uh, f like for me, family is another one. And a social life is also, you know, another sacrifice that I've had to make to try and pursue this, especially after starting a podcast where, you know, I use a huge amount of hours researching talking pre-podcasting all that sort of stuff yeah. um don't get me wrong i still have a social life in some ways through the <laughs> podcast but it's still not quite the same as the face-to-face -face sort of stuff but sure well you know let's talk let's start with time how 
What what sort of time sacrifice have you had to make uh, by by going full time? Um, a lot of a lot of it. A lot of it. When mm. when I decided to go full time, I decided to do it properly. So I decided to do it also legally. So I had to create my own business, which meant taking a. a, a, a course uh it was a six months process to create my my business legally uh etc etc so it was there, there was that and all the time i was spending in the classroom to learn how uh, a business is created or the research so research i had to do was time i wasn't in job in a shop making stuff in order to sell them or mm. with the family mm. so yeah definitely time is um is a, was a factor at the very beginning of the process, and now uh, I'm I'm self-employed, which mean uh, which means I'm always constantly, uh, almost all day and night, if I can say so, uh, thinking about my business, what I can do to improve it, what I have to, what I have to do. I have a, a endless list of stuff that I need to do for my business, like the next project, also uh, remaking my website and the next thing I would have to pay, like my taxes or my, uh, the, the, for the, the, the software I'm using to produce the video or for the website or take the picture for my new website or uh, making the, the patterns I want to sell and stuff and stuff and stuff. So it's mm. endless and, and you have to, a lot of people have said that way better than, than I am trying to do so right now. But uh, when you are self-employed, it's it's a full-time job. Uh, even when you are not working, you are working because in the back of your head, there is always something that that's that's going on. You have to 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 plan ahead uh, the next step and the next project and the next uh, stuff you have to do for the business. I know that in one one month's time, I will have to pay taxes. So. Uh, I would have to pay taxes, so I, I have to make money in order to be able to pay those taxes. I also know that in a few weeks, I would have to pay uh, for Premiere and Illustrator that I'm using almost every day, so I have to make money to pay for that, and etc., etc. So I have to plan, I have to, to keep organized, I have to be disciplined. Uh, so yeah, time is, is uh, absolutely... Uh, <clears throat> A problem. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's, it's not a problem when you're not sleeping that much. So, but but yeah, you. I need to rest as well. So mm. when I'm not I'm not sleeping, I try to relax by watching movies or TV show because I'm sleeping anyway. So I can I can think about business and stuff. But but my mind needs to rest. So movies and TV show are a great way to, to do that. It's yeah. so interesting you mentioned movies and t- TV shows to relax because like I often will be in like creative mode, right? Mm. And it's it's 10, 11 o'clock at night. I've got to work the next day. I've got to get up at, mm. at five or six in the morning. Mm. But I can't go to bed because I'm wired. Like yeah. I'm wired about what I was doing, you know, creatively. Uh, uh, it can be as simple as making a video on on the computer, or be in the garage, mm. and I'm I'm I need to like wind down. So mm. I'll often sit in front of the TV for half an hour, so I I can switch my brain from mm. that creative mode to like 
just you know numb it with something else so that I can get in the sleepy stage to go to bed and actually sleep without continuing the the creative thinking in bed. Yeah, the 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 only dance downside that I have with, with watching TV shows or movies at night just to unplug my brain uh, and 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 get to sleep is that I overanalyze the movies and the and the TV shows <laughs> that I'm watching because I I have a I have a, also training um, at the university I have a degree in in. My thesis was about Japanese cinema. So I've been trained to analyze movies, TV shows, all the scenes, what it means, how it's like, and the acting, and, and the way the director did this and that. So even when I'm watching a movie or a TV show, I'm, I'm, my, my mind is still working on not on the business, uh, not on the project, but on the TV show. So... Yeah, these days I tend to just pass out at four <laughs> in the morning because, because I'm too exhausted. But yeah, yeah, but it's it's a great way for me. Yeah, too. I've I've been watching at least one or two movies a day since I was like nine. Uh, so there's a lot of movies I've watched many many times, many many times. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I love movies. I love TV show, which are for me uh, easiest and quickest way to get the same satisfaction uh, that I used to get in a movie. Um, I'm not sure if that's clear, but in a, basically, in a two hours movie, you can get the same same result, same shoot of adrenaline and satisfaction that, uh, but only in 45 minutes or 50 minutes, right? And you yeah. can get it twice a day, three times a day, because it's a TV show, so it has a lot of episodes and stuff like that. And I'm also rewatching a lot of TV shows that I, I like once a year I rewatched the full five or six seasons of a TV show that I like or, or one I missed or that I forgot. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I did my, my daily fix of movies or, and TV shows, especially at night. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of what John said last week from Graz makes you know, because he's a he's a film producer, mm. his day job, you know, he overanalyzes everything. And so he can't watch Game of Thrones because he sees like the boom mic that came in like accidentally or yeah. someone someone left a coffee cup on one of the tables, you know, that was not, you know, according to the set or something like that. So it you know, I definitely feel you there. And there is there is also so, so something that I, I discovered about myself recently watching movies and tv show it's the maker aspect of life uh, of things like before it was just like how they shoot that how he's moving what the things is taking in his hand means for the whole story but mm. now it's how did they made that did they make that prop <laughs> would i be able to make it as well what should I use? What would be the process? What would be the materials and stuff like that? So, yeah, it's a, it's an endless, endless story. And, and yeah, a few hours of sleep on me every day. Mm-hmm. But that's good. I'm good. 
What about family and social life? Have they been affected by you going full time into this? Uh, um, I try. I try to protect my my family as much as I can. So I will uh, when I'm not making uh, during the day and I'm not watching TV show or movies at night when everyone is sleeping. The rest of the time, I try to spend it with my wife and my kid as mm. much as I can uh, because they shouldn't be punished for my choice of uh, leading this life, my my maker life. Uh, they shouldn't be punished because this project or that project takes too long. Um, so yeah, uh, very something stuff very important to me is to have lunch and dinner with them uh, every single day. Uh, spend at least at least one hour with my kid every night before he goes to bed. Uh, take a walk with all of them uh, during the, the the weekend, or watch a movie, or take one night a week to just do a movie night or a game night, or I don't know, just just Something. spend time with yeah, them. Quality just, time. just yeah, just quality time with the family because yeah. it can be it can be very. Uh, you, you can you can easily lost your, lose yourself into your project and get caught in in your schedule and 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 I have to finish that for tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah, but if you finish it for the next day, what 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 will it change? I mean, mm. it's it's not going to be the end of the world. You're not going to lose the client. Your work would be probably better if you sleep on it. And so, yeah, rushing it never seems to make things go better, does it? Yeah. Absolutely. So, and I, I absolutely don't want to punish my my family for me being a maker, uh, having my brain working the way it's working. Um, I, I, they also need me. Well, um, Bob Claggett, you had in the show a few pieces back, once said a few years ago, and that's something that stuck with me. I am a mayor. I am a better maker because I am a better father. And he explained, he explained that, that if he's taking the time to be with your wife, with your kid, make you rest, make you uh, a better father. And being that will reassure you that when you are in the shop, you've done your job as a father, as a husband. So they are not needing you at the moment so you can focus on on your project it's right. some summed up in very quickly but that's what i got from it so if i spend time with my family i can be sure when i go in the shop that they won't need me uh, that i won't be missing anything and that when i come out of the shop they will be here and i, I we can have time together and I won't feel guilty of not being with them all day long. Um, yeah, that kind, of, that kind of stuff. But yeah, that, that family is something I really, really want to preserve, uh, protect. From, they, they don't have to be punished or, or suffer from my, my lifestyle or my choices. That's, mm. yeah, something pretty important. For me. I experienced That's, this this week, you know, with the Fools of Tools Treasure Trade. You know, I was under time pressure to, to get it in the post. I literally had half an hour before the post office closed. You know, got it in there. Yeah, it you off. did. <laughs> I did it. 
Uh, but, you know, that came with sacrifice and that was my yeah. son. My son really needed me. He needed mm-hmm. me. But I said to him, I, I will promise you next weekend I will, like, spend the time with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, him being five years old, that's, that's, that's too far away. That, that, you know, and, I, yeah. and I felt so incredibly guilty for being, mm-hmm. you know, what I thought at the time was like a bad father. Mm. You know, for like pushing my son away so that I could do work, you know, oh, for, I hear for, you. for some, for something that realistically I probably could have sent an email to like Ellen and said like, Hey, didn't actually get this finished on time. I'm sending, I'm sending it as soon as possible, you know, yeah, but, but of course, you know, you, you still like, yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, I totally understand. When when my kid was one year, it was a few weeks before his first and uh, first birthday, so he was not one yet. Mm. I decided to make him a big wooden plane, that like one a big plane he could sit in and pretend to be flying. So I spent days working on this big wooden plane, and I was in the garden making it, and he was in in the living room at the window watching me work mm. and I was waving at him from time to time when I was taking a break and I was working on it and my motivation was I want to make him the best wooden plane ever made because that's my son that's his first birthday I want to make you a, a good nice present gift mm. Mm. but what I realized earlier uh, later was that my kid was at the window not watching me building the plane. He was calling me because he wanted to, me to go inside the house and, and, and he wanted to play with me and just mm. be with me. So all the time I spent working on this airplane, wooden plane, wooden airplane, uh, would probably have, uh, um, would have been better spend what how to say better spent time well spent time if i would have been just playing with my kid uh, at in the living room i mean and that that's that's a challenge i i decided by myself i challenged myself to do this airplane but looking back at it i would have made a really small shitty airplane it would have been happy all the same and and we would have spent like 20 or 30 hours more together. Together, yeah. Being, yeah. yeah, and it would have been better. So now he's six and he understands that now it's part of my job that making things or giving classes online uh, is my job. So uh, he's always willing to help. He's always here in the workshop uh, with me. Um, and he, he, he comes and say, ask if he can help uh, punching holes into leather or dye leather or do stuff. And I'm happy to let him do so. And sometimes he, he appears uh, in my videos helping me. Uh, but he also now understands a little bit better that's my job. It's uh, commission work. So um, I need to finish it today because I have to ship it tomorrow. Mm. But I try to 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 make up for it, and and just like you said, like tomorrow, tomorrow I won't work. Tomorrow we have a movie night, or we will play together. Because, yeah, I don't want to be the, this kind of dad working like 
countless hours and not taking care of my kid. That's my kid. I won't be here with for him. I want to spend time with, with him. Um, and and he's, he's incredibly curious about what I do, the tools I use, and he wants to learn and he wants to use them uh, as well. So, so I have no doubt that he will, he will make stuff uh, when, when he's older. Um, he wants to, to go in the forge with me. He wants to learn how to forge. He, want to, he wants to, to learn uh, leatherworking as well. So for me, that's a big victory. Uh, he's a bit young to be in the forge with me, but it will come. That They will come. We'll forge together. <laughs> and that, that, that's great. I can't wait for that day. Yeah. But, but also, I want him to, to grow slowly because he's already six years old. I mean, it's, he, he will leave the house soon. I, I want to enjoy the time we have together. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, the big balance there is the family stuff. You know, I think there are so many adults out there now that mm. had shit dads yeah. that didn't give them the time they needed. And I just don't want to be one of those. And, um, and to, for, for the social life, because that the, the, the last aspect of it, uh, I was... I'm not very a social guy. I mean, I don't go out often. The the only time before the pandemic and all that shit, the, the only time I, I go out uh, of the house is to go to the hardware store or to the cinema or to the grocery store. So that was it. So, yeah, it didn't change much uh, from the social life. The only thing that can change is that you you can for me in my experience is uh, that i gained or lost friends yeah because some people just can't understand that you choose this path of being a maker being a full-time maker and selling stuff that you made with your hands or dare you say so i prefer it for, to, to buy it from a factory or a robot and or yeah doesn't make sense so sometimes you lose friends but I, I also gained a lot of friends i mean i met people just as you were saying earlier uh, mm. at maker central in real life and online and some of them became real friends and co close friends um so so that that's uh, that's also something you take into consideration because that's not the motivation for for going for for being a maker or going full time. It can't be a motivation because friends don't pay your rent. <clears throat> but that's what's very very uh, that's that's what's amazing with this community is the few real friends that I made uh, uh, along the way. Some people I would never had chance to meet. Uh, if I haven't been a maker or made YouTube video, and now I know I talk with them almost almost every day, uh, and and yeah, um, they know who they are, and I love them. That's so awesome, um, Red. We're going to wrap this up uh, by going into the rapid fire five. Okay. Are you ready? Always ready. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty answer. I could have said ready is my second name, but it's not. Now, how do you say that in movies? Ready is my middle name. <laughs> no, I'm not sure I've ever heard that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hit me. All right. All right. 
Fill in the blank. Creativity is is hard. Creativity is hard. That's that's not something you can uh, order or get on demand. Uh, it will hit you when you expect it less in the shower, watching a movie or dinner. You have a bright, brilliant idea, mm. but when you're in the shop and you are searching searching for one, uh, it won't come. No, that's uh, right. I mean, yeah, it's so it's a, hard. It's an elusive summer bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely awesome. It's brilliant. It's enjoyable, but it's hard. What's something people get wrong about you? Um, probably that I look like I don't care, but I, I do. So, yeah, I probably care a lot more than people think I do by watching me or listening to me. I mean, uh, there's a few people in the world that I really care about uh, at the point that I can get uh seek uh, for them that i can i can get angry at them uh because i'm i'm scared for them or i'm yeah that kind of stuff so mm. it's it just a way i express my love without showing any of this to them because when i'm with them or talking to them um, I try to be just like a normal guy, but when I'm on my my own, I, I, I yeah, I I care probably too much, and I look like I don't. Maybe something like that. I think sometimes. because I'm French, you know, I'm <laughs> French. So, I'm French. <laughs> so so people people tend to to think that French people don't care very like how how is it called uh, um, nonchalant. No, like yeah, they smoke cigarette and they drink alcohol because they don't care and and nothing is important and yeah, no. So for me, for me, so, some things and people are very important and that's probably part of my my Japanese education. If yeah, that's stuff I got along the way uh, before I go to Japan, uh, before I went to Japan and 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 for the years I spent over there. So yeah, some yeah, something like let's go with it. Yeah. All right, well, we're done with that. Uh, what's the favorite? What's your favorite thing to do when you're not being creative? Uh, movie, yeah. movies, TV show. Uh, I like sleeping, but it's, <laughs> like sleep. it's yeah. overrated. I, Don't I, worry about sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, movie, movies and TV show. We, I, I've talked a lot about that uh, earlier, but yeah, TV, uh, when I'm not creative, I I'm watching something. Yeah. Um, because it 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 nourishes me it it brings me creativity uh and it 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 keeps my mind busy uh mm. because if it if it's not busy it's it's going to weird weird and bad places sometimes mm. what's uh, a project that, that is uh, completely priceless and that you would never sell the first set of leather armor i made um when when my wife my wife told me you know, when we are going to medieval fair and stuff like that, you're always spending a lot of time to the to the leather booth, uh, touching leather, watching leather, watching tools and and stuff like that. You should should get some. You should should try it. Um, and I said, yeah, probably, but I'm busy. So she she bought me a few tools, a book, and and some leather, and and I and I started like that. The first project was um, uh, a bracer. 
Van Brace. Uh, that was my very first, and my second one was a full set of leather armor uh, inspired from the game uh, Skyrim. Hmm. Uh, it was the Nightingale armor. Uh, it's on a mannequin over there, um, and it's it. I it took me months to make. It's all uh, original work. I made my own pattern. Uh, all the pieces are hand cut, uh, punched, and hand stitches, stitched. Uh, together there's a lot of parts it's uh to my size and that's something I, I, I that's that's my second leather project my first full, full set of armor something I, I i will never sell yeah or i will keep it in the family as long as i can uh, pass it to my my kid and and tell him don't sell it don't lose <laughs> it don't damage it <laughs> you can wait but yeah try to keep it please uh, the last question: What does happiness look like? Oh man, uh, that's the big one. Uh, it looks like the face of my wife and my kids smiling at me. Something like that. It sounds cheesy, but yeah. It's, uh, what can I say? Uh, okay, the perfect picture of happiness would be a sunset, a barbecue my wife, my kid, a few friends, a workbench, a lot of materials and tools. And yeah, an evening like that with my family, my friends and, and making stuff with nice weather and French food, probably. Love it. Uh, I just, it makes me remind me of like this thing my my school friend used to say like when he had a really good day he used to say something like uh this is this is awesome all to make this day the best day all i need is a pizza a beer and a blowjob (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't make me think about like that's what happiness looks like (laughs) yeah (laughs) probably Yeah, it's simple things. I mean, I, uh, personally, I don't need don't need big big things. I I have I I don't care for big car, big house, a lot of money. I I want the people that I love to be close to me, to be to be here. Uh, food is important, so good food is important. Uh, making is important. So yeah, barbecue and workbench with project and family and friends and 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 I'm good for anything. Love it. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's the end of this podcast. I hope you guys got something from it. Um, you know, we uh, talked about teaching and the importance of teaching. I think, you know, we've all experienced bad teaching, and I hope you guys can sort of get inspired to teach people uh, and go out there and, and be active teacher in the world because you'll make a difference. Uh, you all know something that someone else doesn't. So please share your knowledge with people. Yeah. And, and, and make sure too, like, you're not scared of taking risks. Red's jumping in and, and doing his thing. And I'm trying to do mine. And, you know, we're all trying to do something we've dreamed of or, you know, are dreaming of doing. And that doesn't come without risk. And I want to just encourage you guys to take those little steps, like take them one at a time uh, and, and see what happens. And, 
like we said before, you know, without risk, there's no reward. So I encourage you guys, if you want to try something, if you want to start a business, if you just want to just maybe even make a YouTube video or even just like a one minute, you know, Instagram video or something, maybe you're scared to do, put yourself on camera, like take the risk, try it, uh, you know, film a little snap chat or, or Instagram story if, if that's what it takes to start it off. So um, I want to thank uh my guest but before i thank my guest you know i want to say thank you to you all um this is probably the last episode for a while as i explained in previous episodes i'll be taking a an extensive break from the podcast it might be a pub claggett brain pick sort of break I hope not. I hope it's uh I hope it's less than four years. Um but you know, I'm gonna focus on what I feel I really do best, and that's being creative with my hands. Um, what I would love from you guys all is to go back and listen to previous guests you're not familiar with. There's a reason why I had them on the show, and that's because this they have amazing stories, they have points of view that will not only get you thinking differently, which is always good, right? Uh, but, you know, hopefully they'll inspire the crap out of you and potentially change your life. If that's not inspiring enough for you, then you can just go back and listen to, to the evolution of this podcast. I mean, where I started this podcast off to where it is now, uh, I tried new things. It, some things bombed, some things did well. You know, I mixed it up. I tried new formats. Uh, I tried different types of guests. Um, you know, I tried a lot of stuff and, you know, I even stumbled over my words uh, throughout all these podcasts. And, you know, I still made 52 episodes. So I want you guys to go back, have a listen. And um, <laughs> thanks for the clap, Brett. <laughs> the silent crap. Yeah, clap. See, I, can't, I, see, yeah, I, I, do, I do stumble over my words. <laughs> <laughs> Less than me. Um, no, but you, you, did a, you did a great job. You, t you took risk and, and you, you did an absolutely great job. Uh, if you're taking a, a, a quick, hopefully quick break, uh, that's totally understandable. Uh, I was honored to be the last guest for now. Uh, so thank you for the opportunity and, and you you. I hope you will get back to 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 making more episodes with with more people, so we can discover more makers and and learn uh, a lot more from them. And you, thanks, Red. You know, I I'm so grateful for all my amazing guests that decided to take a risk and and come on my show. Uh, you know, I even listened to uh, Lindsay Murphy. She said on another podcast she was, that it was like therapy being on my my podcast. Um, and it you is. Know what? I'll, I'll take it like I'll take it as a compliment because you know I if I can do that for people, then imagine you know if I kept on doing this in the future, what I can also achieve. And I think I'm just grateful for everyone listening. Uh, grateful for all my guests and I, I just want to say thank you to all my patrons as well you guys are stuck in there um, and, and supported me and I hope you guys will support me uh, still with my Garage Avenger stuff as well 
Um, just one last thing, Red. Where can people find you, mate? Uh, so it's on on YouTube. It's Red Smith. It used to be the Red Smith, but now it's Red Smith. Uh, and on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and my website, it's the Red Smith uh, everywhere. So just Google the Red Smith. Uh, or, yeah, would find me easily. The logo is very easy to to find. It's a black around round black circle with an R and an S in it. So yeah, if you see that, it's me. Awesome. I hope you guys got something from this episode. Uh, and if you're not following Red, please go do that now. There'll be links in the show notes. <sighs> Until next time, guys, <laughs> which could be a while. Keep pushing yourself. Keep ballsing up things. Keep learning. Get inspired. And I'll catch you on the flip side. There we go. We're out, man. Thank you so much. Oh, thank Appreciate you. It. I'm tearing up here. Yeah, but I understand why it's it's it's, it's normal. <laughs> you did a great job. You, you do you realize you did fifty two episodes of podcast on your own with all the work that it requires? Man, that's not something everyone can do. 